You're listening to Crunch Time, the hottest young pod in the world of sports. Welcome back to another episode of Crunch Time. I'm David. I'm Mikey. And I'm Sam. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing our predictions of each NFL team's record since the schedules just got released. Before the episode, we predicted each team's record game by game. So, Sam, take it away with your AFC East predictions. For the New England Patriots, I have a prediction of 7-9. and nine. I think they would be a lot worse if they didn't have a top-five defense in the NFL. I think Jared Stidham's much better than what people think. I just think the lack of receivers is definitely problematic for a first-year quarterback. So, I think 7-9 and nine is a good prediction for now. Mikey, what do you think? Um, I've been going 8-8. Eight and eight. I still think that... There's, they're still a good team. They still have Bill Belichick, probably the best coach of all time. I think they're still going to be able to get it done. I mean, I know they lost Brady to their receivers, but they're not a terrible team. So Yeah, Mikey, I, I agree with you. I think they'll go 8-8 eight eight as well. I think this because they have one of the best O-lines in the whole NFL. Their defense, as you mentioned, Sam, is top five most definitely, even though they lost Jamie Collins and Kyle Vannoy. And as Mikey, as you said as well, Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time. So this team is, we can't count them out, but they will never be the same without Brady. I actually want to disagree with what you said about the offensive line. I mean, no, I, I want to agree, but they also just lost, like, one of the best fullbacks in the NFL, James Devlin. He just retired. Sure. And I think they had one of the worst drafts in the NFL. I think possibly the worst, in my opinion. So I just don't think. The Packers had a pretty bad draft as well. I think the Patriots yeah, they didn't have trading a run. down from their first-round pick, obviously wasn't smart, and the return wasn't a lot. I don't know if it was worthwhile. Yeah. And I don't know if they filled their positional mm-hmm. needs. So I think there are definitely some holes in the offense. I think Edelman's good, but he's a slot receiver. I don't know if he's definitely a one receiver. But he's a really good route runner. Exactly. That. He, he's a slot receiver. That's his job. That may be not enough to put them in, like, the playoffs. Well, yeah, he's definitely not a deep ball receiver. <laughs> exactly. So – I don't know if they have a single good deep threat as of now. That could be my opinion. Maybe someone emerges. Like No, you're right. But they don't have a one go to deep ball guy. But I think the fullback is definitely a huge loss because James Devlin, he was like a power runner, but his also his main job was to block. And he would play like two downs every drive or every yeah, every drive. And I think he definitely contributed more than what people realize. So I think it's going to be a huge blow. He was there for a lot of years. So I definitely think the experience will be missed. I think I actually like Stidham more than what people are saying, but also their running backs. I'm not a huge fan. James White, he's very inconsistent in my opinion. And I don't know if like Bolden and Rex Burkhead are very good either. Let's move on to the Bills. Um, a lot of, I think they're going to win the division, but I think there's too much hype around them. I see them going 11 and five. Um, I think they're going to beat most of the teams in their division, but I don't see them going like 13 and three, 12 and four. Yeah, Mikey, I have them going actually 10 and six. I think they're overhyped as well. I just think that like Josh Allen, he's a great quarterback, but he's not experienced as everyone thinks he is. Now that they have Stephon Diggs, everyone thinks their offense is like electric out of nowhere. It's really not. But their defense is a top five defense, mm-hmm. top three possibly. Like that team is, that defense is so stacked. You got Micah Hyde, Tre'Davious White, Jordan Poyer, and the defensive line is great. Also, I just don't know. Like, is there experience? They need experience, and they don't really have much of that on the offensive side, and that's important. Yeah, I Sam, what do you think? They were going to be twelve and four. Just thinking about their team, I thought that was a good record. But then, if you look at their schedule, in my opinion, they might have the toughest schedule in the NFL. So I think no. ten and six might be a good. 
uh, record for them. I think they play the Falcons, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Vikings, who are actually a pretty good team. Not many people realize the Cardinals, the Niners. I just don't know right. if that's going to be like a good schedule. Like even the Broncos are scary. Like if you look at them carefully and the Steelers. So I really don't know how good they can be. And the Patriots, they play them twice. I mean, like they, they might be able to upset. No, the Patriots can still beat like teams. I'm not gonna easily. say easy. I'm not gonna count them out. It's not like they're not. We shouldn't count them out. I'll just say that. I think the Pats are gonna beat the Dolphins twice. Hundred so. percent, I agree with that. Tua has really never faced that good of a defense, and I think the Patriots' defensive line is gonna be in his face from the first snap of the game. I think he's really gonna struggle with that, and I think the Patriots yeah. are not gonna have the greatest record, but I think they're gonna be in every single game. And I think the games they lose are gonna be by. 10 points or less just because Jared Stidham's lack of experience. All right, let's move on to the Jets. Um, I think they're going 7-9. and nine. I really think they're being underrated. Like, last year they went 7-9. and nine. I know Sam Darnold had mono. CJ Mosley was out. We battled a lot of injuries. I think they're going to come back stronger. Adam Gase has, another, has a year under his belt as a Jets coach. I know they have a very hard schedule, but I don't think they're going to go 4-12, 5-11. I really see them going 7-9, and nine, maybe 8-8. Eight and eight. And I have high expectations, but I know – that they do have Yo, Mikey, I think I think they have a harder schedule than the Bills, honestly. Sam, you said they have one of the toughest schedules. Yeah. I think it's the Jets. They have to play the Chiefs, the Niners, the Seahawks, Colts, Steelers. It's a really tough, really tough scheme for them. But yeah, it is. this team has gotten so much better. They, they get three offensive linemen in free agency and through trades. They get Denzel Mims. Like, this team is yeah. better than what it was steal. before. And they have Mosley healthy. They have Patrick Onoashor, Avery Williamson healthy. Yeah, Quinton Williams should have a big year. Hopefully, that would be good. Jamal Adams, he comes back strong. I really think that the Jets have what it takes to go. No, Maybe they're not going to go. Eight. Just because their schedule. Like, if it was last year's schedule, they can go 8-8. Eight eight, but this is a really tough schedule. Or maybe even not. Yeah. So I think any think other year, they'd be a 9-7 and seven team. Mm. A little above middle of the pack. I think mm. I think maybe 10-6 and six if. Everything goes accordingly. I'm going to say the Jets go 5-11 and 11 just because of the strength of their schedule. I think any other year they're going to go 9-7, and 8-8, eight and eight, uh, possibly 10-6, but I doubt it. If we look at their schedule, I think every single week's like a war. Like playing the Bills, the Niners, the Colts, the Broncos. Like those four weeks, I honestly think they're going to start off 0-4. Agreed. So then that – hurts the momentum they play the cardinals week five are they really gonna beat the cardinals the cardinals are momentum? so overhyped though i agree but if you start yeah. off zero and four and then you play they're not the gonna cardinals, i don't know like, i think they can beat the colts honestly yeah i think they're gonna go one I, and three. maybe I even doubt they, they i doubt they're also going to two. i think they'll go one and three probably i think i, I think five and eleven is a little I, bit I, hard, I like i, I think i think one schedule. and three is the most realistic i personally think they're gonna definitely lose to the cardinals I think mm, I don't know. Offense, no. I don't know if I'm gonna I say think, definitely. I, I think it's gonna be a close fight, but I think Kyler will take down uh, Darnold. I think the Chargers. That's gonna be a close game. I'll edge the Jets. So that's starting off two and five, and then they play the Bills and the Chiefs. In my opinion, maybe they'll beat the Bills. I'm gonna say no. The Chiefs. Let's say definitely they lose. So then that's starting off two and seven. Patriots. All right, I'll give them the win. Three and seven. And then Dolphins, maybe one. And then they play the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Browns. I I really think this is a hard schedule. The Browns killed the Jets last year, and they are a better team than they were. 
So I'm going to say 5-11 and 11 for now. But if anything else happens, if maybe they acquire one player in the upcoming weeks, maybe Clowney comes, I think 9-7 and seven is a good record for them. Nine seven this year, you think? If I they think get Clowney. I know that's a no. That, what? No, Clowney's not making wins. Even if they, they trade for like OBJ, it's not going to do anything either. No, no, maybe not. Maybe, maybe no. not just Clowney. Maybe if like something crazy happens, I don't know. Maybe Clowney in another group. But I think for now, probably five and eleven. Maybe All right, let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. I have them going five and eleven. I think they have a top three hardest schedule in the NFL. This whole division is really tough schedules, honestly. But and Tua, he's going to start. Yeah. He's just never enough experience. He's never started in the NFL. He's a rookie. And yes, they have Devontae Parker, but like name other great receivers that they have. Like they don't. And their running back isn't fantastic. This team isn't as good as everyone hypes them up to be. Yes, they got Byron Jones and Calvinoy, but their yeah. defense still isn't good. And this team has a really tough schedule. They're not gonna go uh-huh. higher than I'd say six wins. I think they're gonna go five and eleven. I have them going four and twelve. I really think overhyped. We have no idea how Tua's gonna adapt. We we have no idea if he's gonna be injured a lot. I I don't even know like what career path is gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be the best quarterback to be honest. So I actually have them four and twelve. People are putting like too much pressure on them to. I, it, they're gonna go four and twelve. I could definitely see them going four and twelve. I'm gonna say six and ten. I know I think. think their running game is not great, but if you look at it, they still have Jordan Howard, who's a decent running back, and Matt Breda, and Callen Bailage back. He's not a bad player, and Patrick Laird for the power game. So they're Patrick Laird is a terrible running back. What are you saying? No. Patrick Laird no. is a terrible running back. He's their fourth string running back. You said he's good for he's power. He's just he's. I don't know. He's not very strong. Dude, they're not going six and ten using fourth string. No, I'm saying they have a decent backfield. They have four guys who are serviceable. Patrick Laird. He's not good, but he's serviceable. I think that's a proper word for him. I don't think he'll get many snaps. I don't even know if he'll be on the team. But if they need running backs, there's definitely running backs there. The problem with the Dolphins is they really grossly overpaid both Byron Jones and Kyle Van Noy. Both veterans who are getting a little bit worn down, I think, in a couple of years. They're definitely going to be out of their prime and not really able to perform at a high level. So I think if they're looking to rebuild, spending money on older defensive backs, I don't really know if that's the proper place to spend their money i think maybe younger guys like a lot more years left i think that probably was the better place to go i i agree that their wide receivers aren't great but i also think that i don't even know if Tua will start week one that's my opinion i doubt he starts week one i'm gonna give the edge to fitzpatrick fitzpatrick is not a bad quarterback he's tough as nails i really think that fitzpatrick and Tua, whoever's not performing there's always a a very good option below them so I think six and ten is a proper place for me and I also think their tight end Gayeski he's he's actually a really good tight end I, I see a huge jump from this season all right let's move on to yeah. AFC North, uh, AFC North. so yeah. let's um, let's look this over who do you guys so think Ravens, is gonna win who's not gonna do well let me hear it I, I think the Ravens are winning the division I've been going 12 and 4 Lamar is gonna come back hungry um, I think they're going to go down to some of the better teams. Maybe they won't perform as well. But 12-4 and four is good for me. Uh, the Bengals, I have them going 4-12. and 12. I really don't think that Joe Burrow is the savior this year. They still have so many gaps in their whole team. And then the Steelers, I'm, I'm going to have them going 10-6, and six, solid. And then the Browns, they're going to go 7-9. and nine. So I have the Ravens once again winning the division at 12-4, and four, somewhere you. Then I have the Steelers sneaking into the wild card at 9-7. I have the Bengals six and ten. I think they're yeah. they had the best draft in my opinion. 
Then I got the Browns slotting in eight and eight because yeah. this team is good. They have Austin Hooper and OBJ who can be really good this year, but their defense still isn't fantastic, and that's going to hurt them a lot. And Baker is not a great quarterback either. I think the Ravens are probably going to win the division with a great record of 13 and three. I know that seems a little bit high, but their strength of schedule really just isn't there. I say they lose to the Chiefs. I think that's probably appropriate. I think they lose to the Steelers once, and then they play the Colts and the Cowboys. Let's say they lose one of those games as an upset. I think 13-3 and seems appropriate. I think they'll do better in the postseason than what people think. I don't think they'll lose, like, first round, as some of the people are saying. I think they're going to either make it to the Super Bowl or lose. Or I I doubt they do, but maybe they'll lose in the divisional championship. I think that's a proper place for them. So I think the Ravens are going to have a good year, but still not take it home. So let's move on to the AFC South. I really don't think this division is that good. Um, I think the Titans are going to win by a short margin. Um, the Texans, they had a horrible offseason losing DeAndre Hopkins with some real terrible trades. you got to feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I still think he's a very talented quarterback. I still think that they're going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. I know you guys have them um, doing worse than that. Also, the Colts have 8-8. Eight eight. I think there's a little bit too much hype. Yeah, their defense is pretty good. And the Jaguars, I think they're 5-11. and 11. They've really lost all momentum, all confidence, and they're going to be Like, yeah, I see the Titans. Game. Yeah, I think they'll win the division by a game over the Colts. I actually like this Colts offense a lot, though. They have Jonathan Taylor now and Phillip Rivers, T.Y. Hilton healthy. Like, this team is pretty good, but I don't know. I feel like the Titans are just a better overall team than them. Like, Ryan Tannehill right now is a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers. Derek Henry is a better running back than Jonathan Taylor or Marlon Mack. Like, that offense is better, even even with less weapons, you could say. Yeah. And then the Jaguars, they're not – I think they're one of the worst teams in the league. I see them going 4-12. And, and then the Texans, how can they go 8-8? Eight they trade away a draft pick to get Brandon Cooks, and they lose DeAndre Hopkins in a terrible trade for them. I don't understand what they're thinking right now. Bill O'Brien is a solid coach, but he's a terrible GM, and this team just has no future right now. I I agree. I think the Colts and the Titans, I think whoever wins that division really comes down to -to head-to-head. I think they're both above-average teams but still have holes here and there. Agreed. I I actually like the Colts a lot. I think they'll – I'm going to take them in maybe an edge over the Titans just because of head-to-head. I am not a fan of the Texans. I'm going to have them going 5-11. I just think there's no reason to play. There's no motivation. I think Bill O'Brien just lost. I think Watson lost his trust in Bill O'Brien. I think Watson's gone after the season. I really think he's miserable at Houston. I really just think their wide receivers aren't the same as last year. I think David Johnson is the most overhyped running back in the NFL. You could hear, you could repeat that. You could question me on it. I just do not think he's a good player. He's injury prone. I think there are tons of holes in their defense now. Their secondary is not as good as what people think. And I think Darren Fells will have a great year. But despite that, they go five and eleven. So Sam, you mentioned the Titans and the Colts like head to head. That's going to determine it. Which side of the ball do you think the Colts are better than the Titans at? I think that like are they going to beat them Titans- offensively or defensively? In my opinion, I think the Colts have a slightly better defense than the Titans. I know the Titans just acquired Vic Beasley. I know he's a very good player. I just think the loss, Logan Ryan and Jarrell Casey, will just be too hard to handle. I think also the Colts will win both games because of experience. I know that uh, Ryan Tannehill and Phillip Rivers have somewhat similar experience, but I do not love the Titans. 
wide receivers. Tajay Sharp is gone. A.J. Brown's decent at best. Who else do they really have? I know Jonu Smith's a fine option. And I know that the Colts just lost Ebron, but they still have T.Y. Hilton. And Jack Doyle. So yeah, and Jack Doyle. I'm going to edge it out. To but Tannehill is a better quarterback than Rivers right now, though. Right now, but who would you rather have for an entire season, Rivers or Tannehill? Tannehill. Yeah, I'm going to say Rivers. I- That's Rivers had so many good options last season with Los Angeles, and he didn't do anything. I wouldn't say so many. Really? He He didn't have so many options. He had Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield. Then you have Kenan Allen, Mike Williams. But he did not have I just feel like Tannehill put up such great numbers last season. Like, he deserves a a little bit of recognition. I feel like Tannehill is getting paid too much. Yes, he's getting paid too much, but that's just... Dude, Phillip Rivers is getting paid too much also. Agreed. But he's not staying there for a yeah, long term, though. I think the biggest problem was Rivers last season. I agree. He had Mike Williams. He had Austin Eckler. I know he had Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen, whatever, I think he's a good player. I think I, Melvin Gordon wasn't even playing a majority of the season. And I just think their offensive line was just so terrible. I think the Colts at least have a serviceable offensive they have, line. They have a really good offensive line. Yeah, exactly. So I think the protection is definitely there. But so do the Titans, Titans though. Titans also have a great offensive line. I'm just going to edge it out to the Colts' defense. I think that's really where the game is won and lost. All right, let's move into the AFC West with the Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers. What are your guys' predictions? I think the Chiefs are an easy I agree. I have the Chiefs going 13-3, actually. A really good record. And then the the division's actually really close. The bottom three teams, like the Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, are all solid teams. I'm going to edge it out to the uh, the Broncos. I'm sorry. They they got so many weapons in the draft, Jerry Judy, um, Hamler, but I don't know. They're, they're also the defense is great, but the Raiders also pretty underrated, I think. And the Chargers, they have a top ten, top five defense in the league still, and they have pretty solid options between Herbert and Tyrod Taylor. So this team, we can't count them out, but I feel like the Broncos are better out of them three. So what do you have the Broncos? Going? I the Broncos going about eight and eight. I could see him going nine and seven, but I, I see him going eight and eight most likely. I disagree. I think their draft was just really, really, really special. I think getting Judy was obviously a very good pick, and even KJ Hamler is one of the most underrated rookie wide receivers, probably the most underrated. Maybe I don't know. Mims went pretty or... late. He was pretty underrated. Yeah, yeah. Him. I think it's between him, Clay, and Rieger. Rieger is also very underrated. People don't like that pick no, for the I... Eagles, but he's really good. I think I think he was underrated, and then everyone kind of got him on his radar. I think it's between Claypool, Mims, and Hamler. I think they're the three most underrated rookie wide receivers. I think they have a really deep tight ends. They have Fant. They have Butt. They have Hewerman. And they draft. They just drafted someone, forgot his name, in the draft. So I think definitely the depth is there at the tight end game, and I know the Broncos like to use their tight ends a lot. So that's definitely going to be a viable option for them. And I think their defense is very good. I think Von Miller, obviously, is still there. I think the Chargers are going to be better than what people think. I think the Chargers will finish 8-8, eight and eight, as crazy as that seems. Their defense is actually very good. They just acquired Danielle Hunter from the Vikings, and all of their guys are returning. So I think 8-8 eight and eight seems like a good prediction for them. I think the Broncos will finish 9-7. and seven, or Yeah, 9-7. and seven. Interesting. Um, so I think the Chiefs are going to win the division, and the Broncos. I have them going nine and seven. Like you guys said, they had a really good draft. I'm very impressed. I actually trust Drew Locke to do a great job. He 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 impressed me a lot last season. I feel like with the full season now, 
he's going to take the Broncos to the next level. I don't think they're playoff material yet. Give them another year to get adapted with Judy. But I think they have a lot of promise. Uh, the Raiders have going 6-10. and 10. The Chargers, you guys are going to disagree, but I still have them going 4-12. and 12. I know their defense is pretty good, but I really I don't trust Taylor or Herbert. I was not I don't like Herbert. I don't think he's gonna be a good fit and I have him going four and All right, just let's let's go over the NFC. Who do you guys think are sleeper teams and who do you guys think is overrated? I still think the Cowboys are I think everyone thinks they're going to be overrated. They're gonna finish eight and eight. They're not gonna have a great year. But I think we're really forgetting the Cowboys just added so many great guys this offseason. I think yeah, they lost Byron Jones. They lost Travis Frederick to retirement. I, think, I agree, but they also got Clinton Dix is obviously, in my opinion, an excellent player coming from the Bears. I think they even got Don Terry Poe. I think he's a little old, but he could definitely still get the job done. He could play a multitude of positions on the defensive line, and that's kind of what the Cowboys needed. They needed some experience coming from the defensive line, guys that could play multitude of positions. I think that's obviously important. I think C.D. Lamb, my favorite wide receiver in the entire draft. I know that's crazy thing, what people say. But I think – I know they lost Witten, but I see a huge year coming out of Blake Jarwin. I know not a lot of people love him, but in my opinion, he's a good player. Losing Randall Cobb obviously hurt them. Losing Robert Quinn obviously hurt them. But let's remember, they still got DJ Goodwin. They still got Sean Lee. They still got Vander Esch. Jalen Smith. Ger- yeah, they just got Gerald McCoy. And they just got Blake Bell and Greg Zerline, the best kicker in the NFL still, in my opinion. I think they'll be 11-5, and five and they're underrated. Now, I'm going to look at the Vikings for my most overrated team. They lost Anderson Dejo, who was a crucial part of the defense, and Stephon Diggs. They try to, you know, get it back by getting Justin Jefferson, but I don't know if that's a great fit for them. I think there are other wide receivers to take. But he was also – he was pretty good. But, I don't know, I just don't like this team a lot anymore. For some reason, I just don't think they're going to finish well. I don't even think they're going to go 500. I can see them going 7-9, actually. I agree. They also just lost Xavier Rhodes and Daniel Hunter. Exactly. One of my sleeper teams is the Falcons. I really like what they did this offseason. Um, I think they're going to go 8-8, eight and eight, not anything more. But people thought they were out. But even with their tough division, I think they're going to – I think they're going to be some competition for Brady and Breeze. So I'm excited to see them. Also, I feel like the Bucks they're going 9-7 and seven max. I really don't know. Yeah, I know they have Tom Brady. That's all great. But they got Gronk. There's way too much hype. He's washed. Brady's getting so old. Like, how long is this guy? Like, he's, they're not a playoff team. Their defense has some holes. So I definitely think that the Saints are I wouldn't say easy. I think the Buccaneers are going to go 9-7. and No less, no more. I think that's an appropriate position. I think them and the Falcons are just going to battle it down for the wild card. I agree the Buccaneers are overrated. Their defense just has way too many holes, especially their secondary. I just do not think it is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, so what do you guys have to say? I've been going 13-3. and three. It's really extreme, but I feel like they're – They like did, they they did just get Emmanuel Sanders. Still- yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just Michael Thomas has had some huge. They years. did release their um, all-pro offensive guard, offensive lineman, recently, which is I don't know why. I mean, I think it's for money issues, but that, uh, is that going to hurt them though? Because Breeze isn't very mobile, and they need great offensive linemen to help them out. Breeze is still 
incredible quarterback, though. Michael Thomas is probably the best wide receiver in the game right now. And maybe 13 and 3 is a little extreme, but they're they're it's 12 and 4 or better. I think 11 and 5, but I think they're 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 more I think mm. they're going to be a postseason team instead of a regular season team. I think I, I would I think like they're really going to gonna turn it up towards the end of the season. I think they're going to get off to a little bit of a rocky start. I don't know if the chemistry is right there yet, but I could still see them winning the Super Bowl. I know that's a little crazy, but if no, you I look at so their too. roster, I mean, their roster is just as good as I think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs May I I give the Chiefs the edge of now, but if Drew Brees proves something and Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders can play really well next to each other, I see no reason why they can't be a Super Bowl contender. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're one of the most overrated teams in the NFC because their defense isn't anything special. Everyone's like, oh my God, Isaiah Simmons is so much better now. Like, not honestly, no. He's not gonna be a star. He's He's not gonna be. He he can't be the whole defense. Then I gotta look at the offensive side. Their offensive line yeah. is terrible. It is tremendously terrible. Kyler Murray isn't the tallest, but he's very athletic. I'll say that. They have Kenyon Drake, but is he going to put up the same numbers he put up last season? He kind of came out of nowhere for them. And then you look at receivers. Fitz is I getting old. Um, but they did get D-Hop. But this team just yeah. is not I that good. It's, I'll say it. They're really not that good. I agree they're not that good, but I still think they're a good team. I still think – I agree they won't finish with a great record. But I think that mostly comes to strength of schedule. I think in the long run, they have one of the brightest futures of any NFL team. I think their receivers are just as good as any other team in the NFL. I guess you could say Fitz is getting old, but he still has the best hands or one of the best hands in the NFL. He literally right never now. Dro- I, I'd give it to Julio. Yeah, Julio or Michael Thomas, but he never drops a ball. Like He's more like tackles than drops in his career, which is just a crazy stat to me. I still think Christian Kirk is a very underrated wide receiver. Hopkins still can make the argument he's the best in the league. And still Andy Isabella is definitely a decent wide receiver, a good long ball option. So I still think they'll finish 9-7, and 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they'll give the Seahawks a run for their money for the wild card spot. But I definitely could agree they're a little bit overrated. I think 9-7 and seven is way – Sam, think about it. They have such a hard division. They're also playing – the Bills, the the Pats, um, the Cowboys. They still have a tough schedule. As you said, David, their offensive line is horrendous. It's really – it needs a lot of work. And their offseason, yeah, they got Hopkins. But they're not – especially with their division, they're not going to be able to compete. Nine and seven. Let me guys ask you a question. Who do you, think is, who do you think is, like, the hardest division of football? Is it the NFC West or the NFC South? I think for the, the toughest division, I'm going to say – the Seahawks probably have the toughest division, but I think the hardest schedule you could give it to the Jets and the Bills. I think the NFC South is the toughest division because it's it just so close. Like, I feel like the Rams, they're going to have a bad year. The Cardinals, they're not there yet. I feel like the 49ers and the Seahawks, they're distancing themselves from the Rams and the Cardinals. But with the Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers, like we, we don't know how the Panthers are going to do. McCaffrey and Teddy Bridgewater is also a really good quarterback. I mean, People forget that as well. Yeah. I think the Panthers are a little bit underrated, and that that division for me, the NFC South, is more complete. So I think I'm going to talk about one of the hardest divisions. I'm going to say the NFC East is a tough division. I'm not saying like the teams are good, but the com- the competition between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and then the Redskins and the Giants are both pretty bad teams, but they have good futures. So that's a pretty competitive division. I can see them around like six and ten. You know what I'm saying? Like five five and eleven, six and ten. Mm-hmm. I've been going five and eleven just because Daniel Jones. He really didn't impress me. His he struggles with fumbles, which is a big issue, and he's definitely got to work on that. 
I know Saquon's going to be back healthy for a full year, which should be good. Slayton, even, we're talking about making a, having a big year, possibly. Let's talk about the NFC North. Another ready? very competitive division with the Lions, the Packers, the Vikings, and the Bears. All relatively similar teams besides the Vikings. Besides the Vikings. What? Besides the Vikings, no. sorry. The... I mean the Lions, sorry. Besides no, the, the Lions. Lions. I think the Vikings aren't good, but they no, besides... still contend for a wild card spot. I think they're very, like a boomer bust team. I think I think like what has to like happen, a boom or a bust team. I think Kirk Cousins really has to just mesh with Jefferson. I think that's like the biggest what if for the Vikings. I think if that goes accordingly, that could be very essential. And I just think that losing Hunter and Rhodes was very crucial. So I think if their new guys step up, then maybe they could finish with a wild card spot. But I think they're gonna bust. But I still think they're gonna contend in all of their games. And I think the Bears, I think they're Still, they're similar to the Vikings, either a boom or a bust. It all depends with their defense, if they live up to expectations. I see the Packers winning the division by two games, though. Sam, can I ask you, why do you have the Bears going mm-hmm. on to seven, though? I don't, I don't understand what you see in them. Yeah, I really I think they're going to be like six and ten. I, I've been going seven and nine. I'm excited. But I who's going to start week one, though? We're forgetting how good Trubisky was like two seasons ago, though. is absolutely horrible. He, he deserves more respect than It'll he gets, be hard though, to right get now. Any less I'll say that. Than he gets right now. I could say that. He's had his chances. Nick, Nick Foles, Foles was, is finally going to be was injured. He was injured last think... season, but I don't know. He's, I don't know if he's a great regular season quarterback. Yeah, so that's it for the Bears. Um, I do think that they're going 7-9 and nine max. Thanks for listening to this episode of Crunchime. We'll be back with new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Follow our Instagram at Pod. We're available on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and many other streaming platforms. And we have a TikTok, so please go check that out. And we will see you next time.